Sometimes life is messy. Have you ever wished you could refocus your mind, home, relationships, and work life? Join us as we use research-based information to make practical changes and simplify life. This is Life Simplified. Welcome to Life Simplified. So over the past couple weeks, we've really talked about habits and attitudes and how we can improve them or change them over our everyday lives. And on today's episode, we're going to put those two words together and dive into how that affects our spending. So as part of the University of Kentucky Cooperative Extension Service, we have access to a lot of different educational tools. We've talked about that before in the past episodes. And a lot of the tools help us just really dive into the topics we're talking about and make them more hands-on and more everyday life, relating to our everyday life. And so money habitudes is something we're going to be talking about, and that is an actual tool that we use to talk about money, of course, and finances, because let's you know, face it, talking about money is not easy. Mm-mm. And then when, and especially when we're talking about how we spend, because sometimes we're like well they shouldn't spend their money on those things but then you're like hmm maybe i do that too and we've we've reached a talked a little bit about that um last season about um being more aware of our spending leaks and things like that so money habitudes is just it's a cards game that's designed to help you identify your money spending habits and attitudes so habitudes and so what i want to do first is just kind of recap a little bit and revisit those definitions of what attitudes and habits are that we've talked about the past couple weeks. So attitude is our subconscious thought and feeling. And then our habits is what we do without thinking. And so thinking about that, how do you all think money habitudes are developed? So I think life experiences probably you know when you think about the discussions we've had around attitude our experience plays a huge role and then that experience of people that we value their opinion and their personal experience whether it's a friend or family or you know the people that we're around on a daily basis you know I think it's what we've seen and what we've done is what I think about yeah I agree with that Tiffany I think, you know, it's the environment that we've been raised in with the money or how we've seen work throughout our, you know, our life in that, or even just by, like you said, experience. So I agree. Yeah, you're exa- you're both exactly right. So what we're going to do is I'm going to kind of go over six things that kind of help us develop our money habitudes and then we'll kind of dive a little bit deeper into each of those and then start reflecting on you know what we've experienced and think about maybe how that affects how we spend money so the first three i want to talk about are personalities family and then our personal experiences so what do you all think about about any of those so let's let's talk about and kind of focus about personality first how do you think maybe your personality affects how you manage or spend your money and it's a tough one and and I was kind of like I don't really understand so let me kind of I'll give you all I'll talk a little bit about it and then we can dive into it because I'm like you all I was like I don't I don't really know about my personality and so 
how you view yourself and view others can affect how you spend your money. So thinking about when you grow up, were you responsible or were you kind of the carefree or responsible person, right? So if you were in school and the teachers were give you that extra task to do, or they were like, you know what, this kid just talks all day long and we're not going to give them any extra <laughs> things. Like, you know, sometimes teachers would be like, can you help me cut or help laminate, you know, giving you those responsibilities. And th- thinking about that, how would that affect your money? Okay, so I had like a light bulb moment as you were sharing. So I am the oldest child. And as such, I'm very type A, very much a rule follower. My husband laughs about that. And as much as I try to bend, it just kind of hurt my soul a little bit. (laughs) Even if I'm like, I don't understand this rule, but it's the rule. So I must do it. So I'm not much of a risk taker at all. And so... I see other people who have like investment properties or they're investing their money in in different ways or they're doing different things and it looks amazing to me, but I just cannot like, you know, I just like, it's kind of scary. Like I I would like to see my money grow, but then I also have super fear of like, but what if it's just all gone? So the non risk taker side of myself and the the very by the book kind of person that I am has a hard time maybe sometimes taking advantage of opportunity. And so I do kind of regret that some. I think it would have been nice, especially when I was even a little bit younger, to have been able to be a little more um, adventurous with my money and try some some investments or some different strategies. But that's definitely like, I was like, I don't know if that's my personality, but it is. It, it's, the, it's the role follower, the, you know, yeah. I guess as I was sitting here trying to think, you know, what would be my personality I want to make sure that everybody's taken care of, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll just use an example of me and my husband taking our kids, you know, going to eat and my bonus kids and my, you know, grandkids and that I want to make sure that they don't have to spend anything, you know, because I want to make sure they're okay in their life. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of my personality of taking care of everybody even though they are grown adults they have their own money and they're fine I still have to feel like I got to take care of them if that makes sense so Mm -hmm. no it definitely does and it it really you really have to sit down and think about it so hopefully our listeners are thinking hmm I wonder how that how that works into how I spend money so I'm kind of like Tiffany I'm I kind of wish that I would have been a little riskier, Mm -hmm. but no, I'm more of, hey, this is how it needs to be done, and this is how I'm a rule follower, and it needs to be done this way, and I think that that goes into, you know, creating a budget and sticking to a budget, or if you're going to be a free spender and be like, yeah, it's fine, we'll spend all this money and go out and do these things, and we'll figure that out later, you know, so it really does, in essence, really affect it. So what about family? Things that maybe you were taught or told um not maybe even what you observed because i think looking back my family never really talked about money but i think it was probably a generational thing you knew that the money came in it came out or you could tell by observing like if it was a hard time or if we were had a little extra money but we never really talked about it yeah, I agree with you, Amanda, on that. My parents, same way, growing up, that money was not discussed, budgets was not discussed. 
nothing was discussed if they didn't have the money, but we knew, you know, as I got older, you, you know, you see that. And then as I just talked about a while ago, I'm taking care of everybody. As I got older, I realized my dad done the same thing. You know, he still does the same thing. Like if all of us are together and we all go out to eat, he still takes care of us and everything. So I probably, I've learned from him and my mom too, both, that it's a generational thing, but also it's what I was taught, you know, but didn't realize I was taught. Yeah. So when I think about my family um, that I grew up in and money, I don't think there was actual conversations about money. Kind of like you all said, it wasn't necessarily we sat down, we discussed it, or it was like a family topic. But I guess the things that I have learned from them are as I got older, my parents hit a rough patch financially, and I saw the struggle that that was for them. And so... That instilled some fear in me. And so then, of course, my my type A by the book rule follower, that's part of my like, I don't want to take a risk. I need to be very intentional on my money, how I spend it, what I do with it. And so I had a little bit of fear. But on the flip side of that, my parents really utilized um, money to enjoy life. Like I really saw them like the things that they love to do, the experiences were more of what I saw them spending their finances on. And so if it was something that really brought them joy, something they could do together, experiences, they did that. And I appreciate that as well. Like experiences are really important to me, traveling and really like embracing culture and activities and and just seeing things um, outside of just my hometown. And so they did instill that in me. And I had lots of experiences growing up that I value greatly and I want to recreate for my children. And I still really value money and experiences when you're able to do so and so you know while watching them struggle has caused me to be a little more careful also watching them enjoy life has encouraged that in me too so there's two sides of that coin yeah my father's the same way we go every year uh, to the beach with my sister and her family me and my family and my dad my mom just doesn't travel very well but and he just says I, I can't take it when I go, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and so he much rather us enjoy it with them, yeah. you know, while he's here and it's the same way as having that experience, life experience with that. So, yeah, I think it's good to find that balance too. And I do appreciate that because I do think I have a balance um, because I say I'm by the book and, and I, but and the same token, I like to enjoy life and I, and yeah. I want to be able to do those things when, when I'm able to. I like that everyone's was different, but kind of similar too. But if you're thinking about not, there's not a wrong or right way to do your finances. You know, there's not just a, every family should have this done. And that's the part of the experience of it and the culture that we're in and how we grow up. So even, so if you're listening, I guess what I'm trying to say is, and you're like, you know, I don't do that. That's okay. You make it what it is and works best for you and your financial situation. And then the la- the next one is personal experiences, which we've talked a little bit about. But just how do you all think that personal experiences that you've had, whether growing up at school or at home, have affected your money spending habits? I mean, I think that it depends on what your life experience is and where you are in your life. I've been through both. You know, I've been really, really low, not having a whole lot and then having not having no responsibility for saving money either 
didn't know how I was going to save money, raise your kids, raise your family. But then also I've been at the other end when I didn't, I didn't have to worry about, you know, money. Yeah. Like it was there. Mm-hmm. I was able to uh, take care of everything and, and the struggle of it. I didn't have to worry about it. You know, so I guess I see both sides of yeah. that. So life experience has taught me that I didn't want to be in a certain place. So I tried to make sure personally that I'm not in that place again, you know, where I was long, long, long time ago. Yeah. You know, so just learning from that, the personal experiences, knowing that, okay, well, we're not going to go spend $100 on an outfit when we need that for food, you know, so just kind of that type of life experience for myself. Yeah, and I think I'm trying to think about finances um, even broader than just the actual money. I think for me, it was always knowing I wanted to be able to care for myself and my family, but even deeper than just like what the salary was of a job, I wanted a career. It was really important for me to have a career, to have an education where I could take care of myself and my family, but also like, Things like health health insurance, Th- those other aspects that people tend to fall into financial struggles because they don't have access to that. I wanted that to be something that I could provide too. And so going even broader, like the decisions I make, um, the company I work for, the things that I do, how do all of them interplay um, financially to set us up for less worry because I'll be honest like worry is probably my number one thing if if money is not what I feel like it needs to be I don't feel safe and I feel uh, vulnerable and so I like to try and keep it where I feel as comfortable as possible I know that sounds kind of weird but no I, I it definitely you know, makes sense yeah it does make sense and actually I, I didn't think of it that way but I am the same way what you just yeah. said but I didn't think of it that way and so something that it kind of talks about in the the money habitudes about personal experience, um, it's talking about growing up with positive experiences. Mm-hmm. And so that could be like, did you receive a lot of awards mm-hmm. when you were in school? Did you do good in school? Were you competitive? Mm-hmm. And how that kind of plays into how you spend your money. And one thing that I didn't really think about is if you are super successful, whether it's just growing up or in life, you may be afraid to fail. Mm -hmm. And then so that affects your spending because you're going to be less risky. Right. I feel seen. I feel yeah. so seen. And um, you know, it's and I didn't think about it before. It's more of the interpersonal yeah. positive or negative things that happen related to your personality and personal experiences oh yeah i'm terrified of failure makes perfect so then yeah you're like wait a minute aha moment and it's funny because this is a program that i've used for years because the show repetition you never know what's going to come to the surface (laughs) but yeah yeah i don't i don't like to fail i want to succeed so so that's why you didn't do those you didn't do those extra things with your money or be more adventurous with your money and then also on the flip side like negative things like if you didn't have good experiences in school or you weren't good at math you know or whatever that may be like you may just avoid it yeah you may just not even talk about it or be like it's gonna work out and you don't you don't have that extra savings account or you're not a little risky because you just you just try to avoid it and just get by with mm-hmm. what you're doing so it's definitely something to think about yes very deep it is very deep 
So now we're going to get a little less deep, I okay, should say. Let's, let's pull back so out of less the- of the <laughs> interpersonal experiences and talk about maybe some of the external things. So thinking about our society, our community, and the culture that we're in, how does that affect or how you all think, just sitting here thinking about, you know, how is that do, how is that? So thinking about like rules or expectations or traditions um, and one that it talked about in the culture I grew up in a small town and I live in a small town so if a family is struggling like everybody pulls together and you're donating you're doing you're volunteering and with your money and your time and those resources but if you're in a larger community that may not be the case Mm -hmm. Um, and so when thinking about just society in general and where you're at yeah, community, I mean, it really matters. And I, I think when you are in a smaller community, you're putting faces with names. These are people you're actually interacting with. And I think I think people that live in a big city, they still want to make a big impact. But it's just in a different kind of way. Whereas, you're right, like in a community where everybody maybe doesn't know each other, but they're like, oh, that's so-and-so's kid or that's so-and-so's sibling or there's some kind of connection everybody really wants to make an impact and then I know for for me also you know I've said before like spirituality is a big deal and so church is something I've grown up in and so tithing is part of that culture and that's what we do we got giving back to the church and then our giving to other missions within that organization that's part that's a big part of finances um in and budgeting that if and so that plays a big role in in how we look at our money as well. I think there's so many pieces to it. There is. It's a like, lot. Yeah. There, there's a lot there. And, and then when you think when you're combining people in a family that have different culture, backgrounds, different expectations, like there's so many layers to finances. And I think that's why, like just sitting here, like I don't feel intimidated, but it is deep and it can become heavy. And I can see how people are like, oh, I can't like, I just don't want to go there. Like, I don't want to discuss it because there's emotion tied to it. There's memories tied to it. There's so many things tied to your finances that I, it, I think it can bring up stuff for people. So the next one we're going to, and the next and the last one we're going to kind of dive into is the media. So how powerful is that? I'm just going to tell you, TikTok gets me in trouble since they added the TikTok <laughs> shop. I'm just going to be real here. Uh, well, I'm, you know, just thinking about there are so many advertisements and so many cultural pushes and shifts each day that you see. You know, everything we look at, there's billboards when you're driving, there's commercials on the radio, there's ads on social media um, that just push messages of this is how you're supposed to be and this is how you're supposed to live, but then they don't offer the here's how you're supposed to pay for it, right? <laughs> it's hilarious because this morning I was talking to a couple co workers and we were talking about how we like, you can have a thought anymore and the advertisement will pop up on your social media yeah. newsfeed. Oh. And I was like, yeah, the other day I was like, hey, maybe we should go to New York City when we're in Philadelphia on a trip. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, a Broadway play would be nice. And now I've got all these plays <laughs> popping up and I'm like, Did, are you reading my mind? Like, it's a little bit uncanny um, how well media and social media and all the things really are like tapping into our unique personalities and they're formatting these marketing specifically to us and our emotions and where we're at and it it can really impact 
you know, how do you combat when everything around you knows how to come at you in a marketing aspect and you're trying to save money and you're trying to budget and you're inundated with these images and these sales? I mean, every day they're like, oh, I thought about that thing. Well, guess what? It's 20% off. And you're like, no. And they're like, oh, today it's 25% off. And you almost feel like they're like, we're going to get you. Like, eventually we're going to give you enough of sale that you will commit to that item that you may or may not have needed to begin with. So it, it really is, it's a difficult battle um, that we fight against ourselves on whether we need something or not. And I think a lot of it, too, is also our ego and wanting to keep up with each other and the images we do see on television and the images we see on social media. This family went on this trip. Well, I need to go on this trip. This family got this new thing for Christmas. Well, I need that new thing for Christmas. I mean, we have advertisements where people give each other vehicles for Christmas. (laughs) I don't know what reality you all live in, but no reality have I lived in where there's a big bow on a car and they're like, Merry Christmas, surprise. I don't like to me, that's like a big sit down family conversation like we're committing to this not I'm surprising you for some holiday so I think it's a lot um, and I think we all feel a lot of pressure um, to live a certain standard and sometimes that exceeds what we can actually do no I totally agree with that and I think that plays into our word for the year awareness yes just being aware that media and our cultures and just society in general is pushing us to do these things and live up to these expectations but we can't always afford it and that's okay I saw something over the holidays that said Christmases used to be simple the first Christmas was simple why are we making it so complicated it doesn't have to be that simple is okay yeah and I mean just going back to the idea of minimalism that we kind of talked about before This is that, like, if we can get back to that life where people and relationships and experiences are more valuable than the stuff that we accumulate, then I think we all would find a deeper level of happiness. But it's hard when you're fighting a culture that says otherwise. Yeah, I agree with that. Me and my family this past Christmas, we decided that we're not going to do Christmas next year. We're not buying gifts for one another. Mm -hmm. We're going to go experience it together. I love that. Yeah. Now two grandbabies they're going to still get but as far as everybody else we've decided we're not going to buy gifts for each other and we're going to actually go to the smoky mountains so and we everybody's agreed upon it so i would much rather personally i don't care for stuff i mean i'm thankful for everything that i have but i am not a materialistic person and me being with my family and them enjoying things in life is where I would like to be you know so it's it's okay that if I'm not following along with you know what's going on in our society like you was talking about Tiffany of keeping up with everybody you know because sometimes we can't and then we get ourselves in some really deep financial problems trying to so you know just know that we don't have to follow everybody yeah I love that you're going for an experience instead of stuff and you know I was talking to my sister back before the holidays and she lives out of town and I don't see her often but my family's planning to go visit her um, and take a trip later on this year 
And so I was like, hey, I've been meaning to ask you what you would like for Christmas. And she was like, yeah, same. And typically, because we don't live close to each other and mailing things can be a pain, we just send each other like electronic gift cards. And I was like, you know what? We're just trading money. What if we just don't do this? We save what we would have spent on each other. And when I come visit you, we do something special, like a special dinner or a show or an activity and make that gift of doing that thing together our gift to each other instead of just trading money on an electronic gift card just for the sake of giving a gift. And she was like, I love that. That's perfect. So I think more of our family and friends are open to those type of things, but we feel like we have to give something. And it's so like we, that, do it we talked pressure. about the tradition, yeah. right? Yeah. Like that's what we do. So yeah. we just have to do it. Yeah. It's those traditions that we've been accustomed to that, Change mm-hmm. can be hard, as we yeah. talked about, right? Yeah. Absolutely. So get creative. Because, I mean, I think we don't have to do it because we've always done it. We can do something different. So now that we've kind of talked about how our habitudes around money are developed, mm-hmm. um, I want to talk a little bit about what the six money habitudes are. And so they are security, status, selfless free spirit targeted goals and spontaneous so here in those what do you all think your money habitudes may be and so for security it is going to be that money helps you feel safe and secure status money helps you create a positive image so it's what you put out there to everyone the selfless is money helps you feel good by giving to other people The free spirit is money is not a priority. You're carefree and it's just a carefree lifestyle. The targeted goal is money helps you achieve your goals. And then spontaneous money encourages you to enjoy the moment. So thinking about those, what do you all think? Maybe one and and we have multiple, um, but what do you think maybe one of the top two things of your money habitudes are how you spend your money? I personally feel that security and probably selfless is probably my top two. Yeah, and I would agree with security for me, um, but then probably also the targeted goals. I think for me is going to be the security and I think a little bit of the spontaneous. I think it's my money habitudes have changed, Yeah, I think, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're... Mine, more of the spontaneous of experiences so you know going out and doing something with my son or Mm -hmm. going to a children's museum on a weekend just hey let's go do that so more of that spontaneous aspect of it now that we've talked a little bit about habitudes and what we think we think that ours is we are gonna actually take the money habitudes card game and we're going to do it and we're actually going to figure out what our money habitude actually is what we're going to do is we're going to take it we are going to ask our spouses to take it and then we're going to come back together and we're going to talk about our money habitudes 
and how they've affected our relationships and how we've overcome them. Or um, I think Tiffany touched a little bit on it earlier. She said, mm-hmm. you know, putting different cultures and different ex- life experiences together can cause issues. And especially even like, I think, like I mentioned before, ours has changed after we have a kid. So, mm-hmm. you know, how my husband grew up and how I grew up. And, and it's a continuous cycle. So being aware of what ours is, your spouse, your friend, other people in your family. Um, so we're going to dive a little bit deeper into that. But we don't want to leave you all out. So we are giving you all, our listeners, an opportunity to take the Money Habitudes online card game. So if you're interested in taking the Money Habitudes game online, email us at lifesimplifiedpodcast at gmail.com with the word money. And we'll send you a free link to where you can take this and dive into a little bit deeper about what your money habitude is. If we do send you the link, we do encourage you all to share it. So if you want to share that with your family, your friends, your spouse, your coworkers, just trying to create a little bit of conversation about money and how it affects you in your everyday life and maybe how you can improve on your relationships that you have. So I hope that you will join us next time. As I mentioned, we're going to have some special guests and we're going to dive a little bit deeper into what our habitudes are and how they can affect our relationships. This is Life Simplified. Thanks for listening to Life Simplified. We are family and consumer sciences agents with the University of Kentucky Cooperative Extension Service. Contact us at lifesimplifiedpodcast at gmail.com.